Welcome to Fiction Authors Talk Books or Fat Books Podcast. This episode, I'm talking with the engaging Dakota Brown about advice we have as seasoned authors for those who are new or wanting to break into the business. I named this podcast Fiction Authors Talk Books because we wanted it to incorporate all aspects of being a fiction author in the discussions. Being an author is a stressful job with high expectations for both ourselves and our fans, so this will always be a chill conversation that probably goes off topic most times, but we'll have some fun. If you enjoyed the podcast and would like to see your favorite author on here, send them this link and they can get in touch with us at fatbookspodcast at gmail. We take all authors who write fiction and have been published as long as they're polite. Thanks for joining us and on to the podcast. Hello. Hi. Hi, how are you doing? Good, how are you? Oh, I'm all right. Oh, right as the dog barks in the background. <laughs> it's, because I said, it's because I said hello and that automatically means that they have to be crazy because um apparently someone's here except no one's here so well aliens can invade my dog is really great he's a good kid but yeah same thing like the moment you say hello or you know there's a noise in the hallway because i live in an apartment and he just loses his effing mind and uh we've i've learned some things one of which is to fill his kong with stuff even if even if i'm gonna be right here because it distracts baby and he can't have a toy because he will not only throw it at me he will squeak the entire time which is great for audio yeah mine do that too and i don't always notice because i'm just kind of used to it so if they start getting annoying in the background let me know um because yeah bron especially he really likes to sit and squeak while you're talking on the phone and Charming and annoying, and yeah, so. Yeah, Vader likes to talk to me when I'm on the phone, because he knows I will. <laughs> in his mind, which he should know this by now, he thinks I won't go, shut up, and I will absolutely do that. <laughs> yep. Okay, so I had to remind myself of what we were talking about, because, like, yeah, it's just, it's one of those days where it's super gloomy out. It's kind of rainy, but not really humid, and it's just kind of, like, you don't know what to make of it, and all around you should just go back to bed kind of day. Yeah. Where are you uh, located? I'm uh, outside Boston. Okay. So East Coast. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're mountain. I'm East Coast. So Gotcha. Yeah, we've got snow on the ground, but the sun is out. So it's actually a really fairly pleasant day, despite being kind of chilly. We haven't had any snow yet, which is weird. I'm not originally from Boston. I'm okay. originally from Chicago. I've lived here like, two, yeah, three years now. Wow. Okay. Time flies. This is the first time we don't have snow by now. And oh, wow. Yeah, we haven't even had a sprinkling anything. Right before Thanksgiving, it was 75 degrees that whole week. Oh, my. Yeah, which everybody was sniffling and dying because it had gotten cold before and then all of a sudden back up to 75 and we're like there's not enough allergy medicine in the world to fix this <laughs> we're kind of used to that sort of thing here it's just uh because of the way colorado goes you know we get cold in the warm and then cold in the warm and then cold in the warm but yeah oh you're in colorado i thought yeah. you were more north where are you in colorado i tell everyone i'm in the mountains but i'm actually in the foothills close to the mountains pretty north for colorado but yeah not like montana or anything Oh yeah, no, I uh I know where that is. I lived in Colorado Springs. Okay, yeah. 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 Um I've got um, friends down in that area. I'm out on the plains a ways, um, but I'm uh oh, I really nice. like being out on the Yeah, I like being out on the plains because I'm away a little bit and I've actually can afford land, which is nice. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm still working on that part. I uh... Yeah, it takes a while. We got really lucky. Like in twenty seventeen I was like, you know, if we don't get a place we're not going to get a place. 
Yeah. And my partner is former military, so we were able to use his VA loan, which is really how we were able to do it. Right. And um, that's a nice he, perk. Yeah, you don't have to have a down payment for that, which was the yeah. only reason that we were able to get a, get some land. And uh, yeah. so we've got a couple of acres out on the grasslands. Oh, nice. Okay, before we get too into anything like that. Um, <laughs> Tangent. Yeah, well, I do that a lot. Squirrel. Yeah, me too. It's all good. Well, it's kind of like, and I've had people be like, oh, you have ADHD. It's like, no, I actually don't. It's just when you live in fantasy so much, it's uh-huh. sometimes hard to be like, oh, we have to be in reality today. Yeah, reality sucks. It really <laughs> does. Are you straight paranormal um, author or do you do contemporary too? I don't write much contemporary because I, I'll read a little bit and I don't like hate it or anything. It just, I prefer the fantasy aspects. So I write paranormal, sci-fi. I don't have any reverse harem sci-fi published or romance sci-fi published, although I'm kind of working on some stuff. But I have some non, from my my other writing life, non-romance sci-fi. And then um, I write like weird westerns and anything speculative fiction genre umbrella, if you want to make it really broad, I probably have played with, uh, write a little bit of horror, you know, all sorts of stuff. But in the romance world, mostly paranormal romance, varying degrees of urban fantasy to horror type aspects not like straight horror but you know my right, right. series is a little uh little darker but it's all paranormal yeah every time i even try to do contemporary or i've played around with it with novellas and stuff somebody ends up being a vampire yeah i just <laughs> can't real life sucks i don't uh-huh. want to i agree though i'm the same way i like i don't want to deal with real life any more than i absolutely have to yeah so why would like, i write I got, it right no, I'm the same way. And I've had people be like, are you ever going to do contemporary? I'm like, apparently not. I don't I don't think it's in the cards. Like, let's just call a spade a spade. And it's probably never going to happen. Right. But pretty much um, the same. Okay, so how long have you been doing this? So I started, well, I've been professionally published since 2010. Okay. Um, so a little while. Oh, then, so uh, me too. That's, that's when I got it too. Okay. Hi. And then um, I've been working and I've ha- officially had my own writing business and everything. And I started getting stuff set up then. But I wrote, I've been writing, you know, since I was a kid. And when I got into college, I started writing with the idea that I was going to be published one day. Um, mm-hmm. So I've been kind of working towards it. And then I graduated high school in 2000 and college in 2005. So then it, you know, it took me a while to find my first market to publish me. And then from there on out, I've been working on it since then. Cool. So what is like your main advice you give noobs? Uh, imposter syndrome's a real thing, but don't give up. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Yeah, I mean, really. Make if it I, you make it. That's, yeah, exactly. Like, if I listen to imposter, I mean, I have it. It's terrible. Every time I have a story come out, I'm like, I don't know why people are reading my stuff. It's terrible. And everyone's like, no, it's awesome. And I'm like, I don't understand, but I'm glad you like it. I like it, too. That's the thing. I like what I write. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I write what I want to read. Yeah, I don't and I think it's that that's great. so much as imposter syndrome. I think that's just the... Not narcissism, but the, um, what's it called? The uh, self-esteem of an author. Yeah, the opposite. Yeah. The self-esteem of an author. And then the other thing I like to tell people um, is you can't edit a blank page and rough drafts are for sucking. And it's okay if your first draft sucks because the only way to have something you can edit is to put words on the page. Right. I've been pub- a published author for 12 years and I'm one of the only ones I've ever talked to that 
has never had writer's block. So that's pretty common to have at least some writer's block in your career. For me, writer's block, quote, quote unquote, writer's block is something is wrong with the story and you can't figure out what it is. So your brain is telling you not to keep going. This is for me personally. My brain is telling me not to keep going until I fix the problem. Yeah. The only other time I usually have problems writing is just straight up burnout. And for me, it's either there's something wrong with the story and I've got to step back and figure out what it is or I just did too much and my brain is tired and I can't actual writer's block as far as like not being able to come up with story ideas and people like you know that uh, that that has not really ever been an issue for me either I always have something I could work on it's it's whether or not I'm just keep focusing on one project or whatever and depending on where I've been in my process from you know a kid to actually having deadlines you know when I was younger I just bounce around I'm like all right well I don't know what I'm doing with this story so I'm gonna work on this one or ooh shiny or squirrel or whatever and I'd have like 20 different works in progress going But that didn't matter because I was just learning. Yeah. Um, No, I think everybody does that to a bit to learning. But I've never had a story or I've never had a series where I don't know what happens next. Sometimes I don't like it. And that's why I back away from something. One of my series, I can't stop seeing that in my head. I've talked to especially a lot of noob authors where they're like, I don't know what comes next. And Mm -hmm. like, how do you fight against writer's block? And my biggest thing that I always tell them is if you have nothing to say, walk away. If you don't know what's going to happen next, do not go near your computer. I don't care if you have to take a longer break than you want. It's to me, it's like sleeping. If you have insomnia, the doctors will tell you you can't do other things in your bedroom besides sleep. If Mm -hmm. you are reading there, if you're watching TV, your brain starts associating like, oh, this is what the bed is for. It's not so much for just sleeping, even as somebody who suffers from insomnia has been a big help. So that is my biggest thing I've told. I don't even know how many authors, noob or not, is just you need to not sit there and ever stare at a computer and don't know what to say. And like when I've lectured at a couple colleges and I've said, look, even if you don't use it in the story, all the background is always helpful. If you can't think of something to say, and I don't like a lot of the writing prompts or I don't like a lot of, oh, so what if we do this? And like, oh, you know, rewrite this. And I've publicly said that I'm not a big fan of a uh, fan fiction. I'm oh, not, fiction. I mean, yeah. if you want to do it on your own thing, but like, I get very upset when I've had people send me like, oh, I wrote this scene for such and such. I'm like, that's great. It's not yours to write with. But especially for new authors, I understand that you're working on your craft or it's just a fun hobby. Uh-huh. I generally don't recommend it saying to the author, like, here's your next scene or here's something you missed that you could have written. That's yeah, bad. No, that's, that's not the way to fan fiction. <laughs> yeah, no. But when I switched even from writing male male back to male female, which is where I had started writing my first books and couldn't get published, I have several scenes that I'll never put in a book. It's her going to the library and just getting into that vibe of, okay, how would she act in the library? How yeah. well do you know? your character and that is one of the biggest things when I've lectured or I've talked to newer authors is you need to know any of my main uh, female leads especially I know how they'd act at Costco I know how Mm -hmm. they'd act where they were bored I know how they'd be in a road trip and if you don't have that grasp how are you conveying this rounded and full-fledged character to people if you don't know that answer world building and character building are super important oh for sure 
See, for me, I'm not very big on descriptions. Let me rephrase that. I'm not big on physical descriptions. Uh -huh. So a kitchen is a kitchen is a kitchen. Unless like the two times I've talked about the kitchen, one had inherited the house and it was her first house after house jumping in foster care. And like it was essential to her. Sure. Otherwise, I'm not a big fan of the books where they're like, oh, and this paint and it gave you this vibe. And I felt it's like, who cares? Get to the meat of the story. <laughs> Definitely has its place. So do you do you plot or do you pants or do you do a combination? Oh, I can't pants. I'm a huge okay. plotter. Yes, when you were, by the way, you were talking. Yeah, I'm, I'm a okay. huge plotter. Oh, yeah. I, 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 yeah it's actually, it's, like, way easier for people, I think. I think there's never a continuity issue if you're a plotter. Yeah. I've had friends that are pretty big pantsers, and they write themselves into corners more often, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. I never have. I've taken the story in a direction where I'm like, yeah, maybe I didn't really like that as much, but I've never written myself in a corner. I think that's the difference between pantsers and plotters, where plotters put more time up front and pantsers end up having to back up, spend that time re-editing or backing up kind of thing. I think it depends a little bit on how much practice you have, too. I tried once to actually plot out a novel the way they, quote, say you're supposed to, and I hated it. Every moment of it, it was terrible. I wrote the first part of the novel till I ran out of outline, and I hated every minute of it. And as soon as I ran out of outline, I was happy as heck. When I was a younger author, I would write myself in the corners, but I think with experience, you learn how to get around that. Like, I, I haven't yeah. written myself into a corner, and knock on wood, I'll do it in this next book, but um, I haven't written myself into a corner in years. But I use a hybrid method. I make kind of a summary of where I'm going, and I update that summary as I get more and more in-depth into the book. That helps keep me on track, but okay. it doesn't take away the discovery that I enjoy so much in writing a book. Okay. So, I, I, I get you there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not like a full fledged outliner. I clear the path kind of for where the train will go. So like, I don't really outline like, oh, this chapter will be here. It's like, I know of a good five or six major events that will happen in each book, several yeah. books ahead. And as I go in, I start laying down more of the track. I fill in this, I, I hammer it in. Clearly you go off the rails sometimes or, you, oh, this is a much better idea. But for newer authors, I think it's important to have some kind of, not guardrails, I think at least, yes, main events, this is Guidelines. where I'm heading to. Yeah, I think that's important for, that's how I always recommend it at least. Having a goal for your characters that you're working towards in the story really helps you, even if you don't know the, the exact ending that you want, knowing about what you want to have happen really helps you get there. Right. Kind of what you're what you're saying. And I agree. I, I like to have a pretty good idea of the destination and the journey, even if I don't write it all down. I keep a lot of it in my head, although I'm, I try to get better about writing it down so that I have it for reference later, because there's only so many times you can reread a book to write the next one before you get kind of annoyed with yourself. <laughs> I do it every time because I've read series where you're like, do you remember what you put five books ago? I actually always recommend no matter how many, I always say always reread or at least skim it. That continuity, it would kill me if I ever was one of those authors that people were like, does she remember how this book is supposed to go? Like, Yeah, no, rereading or skimming or um, taking really detailed notes is really important because especially if you ended up finding the series when it was complete and you read through the entire thing and then it's all fresh in your mind. And especially if it was a traditionally published author, it may have taken them years to do that. And you're like, ah, uh, but that's not what you said. Of course, it's different if like I just write one and then I go do something else just real quick or I'm uh, mucking yeah. around with whatever. 
then, you know, I'll reread like the last book or, or I work at, even when I work on edits in a different series, I kind of go back and reread that last book just to make yep. sure, especially towards when the series ends. I'm terrified of ending one of my biggest series because I've never read a series where I was happy with the ending. Mm, and yeah. I think I'm just going to have to come to terms with there are going to be some people who hate the ending, but it's where I've always seen this go. That's my biggest fear is being one of those authors where I'm like, do you remember how this started or like, did you just forget? So mm -hmm. that's actually, yeah, something I've told a lot of news is like, make sure you're jumping back in the right way. Otherwise, people will know they pay attention, really pay attention. Yeah, I've had a few like really weird reviews that are like, um, that's a level of detail no one ever needed. And what? <laughs> okay. Wow. I've gotten a lot of reviews like, could you please tell us more? And I'm like, you know, sometimes I do it on purpose. And I think that's something else that is helpful for newer authors or people who want to be authors. You don't have to tell everyone everything. I've read romance books where they're going into great detail about the guy's hairy chest and it's like a sweater and da da da. I don't find that attractive. So immediately I'm like, eh, this isn't doing it for me. So a lot of times I actually don't get all that much into the descriptions. You know, you do the basics, but let everybody else fantasize, especially in romance, about what they want. Yeah, no, the, the, the reviewer was in such crazy detail about his review or her review that I was like, um... Oh, that's the detail you meant. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I didn't, I <laughs> okay. I, I describe things and sometimes I describe things more and sometimes I describe them less. In this particular case, I was working on some of my descriptive abilities. So I put more description than I often do in, but it was, I felt it was important to the world to be a little bit more descriptive because it was taking place in the real world, but also in the dream world and details can be. Oh, very, that's a rough one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've done some dreamscapes and it's like a whole other world of like, well, you're partially conscious and, yep. you know, that's actually another good thing to say for newer authors is maybe don't make yourself go crazy the first book. What? <laughs> no, make, go crazy. Just get, get it out of the way. Go crazy. Be insane. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, right. uh, Take take it easy on yourself for the first one. Get 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 your feet wet a little bit, and then uh, amp up. Yeah, the... or yeah, don't go in for the hard crazy. Um, yeah. it won't end well for your sanity. Sanity's overrated. Authors don't have sanity. Just get rid of it right right away. Shh, don't tell them that part. <laughs> oh don't... oh oh. No, I'm not... kidding. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm kidding. I think they know. I think you can't even apply for the job if you have any sanity left. I think by the time they realize they might want to be an author, they know that they're knucking futz or whatever. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I have also like warned people that you're going to write something that people really want to read. And uh -huh. most people think of more like the secluded, well, I'm a perfect example of uh, socially awkward author and I don't show my face anymore, but I've had people be like, oh, why? Well, I had a stalker. You have to understand the fact that you're doing things that people will get very into and mm -hmm. people be nuts. So mm -hmm. it's something that I've told people you need to be prepared for. I've done interviews where somebody was like, okay, so would you, what would you recommend to a new author? And I'm like, 
not to do it. And that's not the normal answer from an author. Unless you have a driving need, like the crazy gets real if you don't tell your stories or if you don't get your characters on on paper. If it's just a whim or something you're kind of interested in, I honestly tell people to walk away because I've had people show up on my doorstep. I've had people threaten my life. People are nuts. So if you've got a family or you're just thinking this could be a fun hobby, I hate to be like negative Nancy on that. Yeah. I had a one author that was like, oh, you just don't want competition. I'm like, <laughs> no, that's not what this is at all. I wish somebody had talked to, to me like this before I started, at least so I knew. There's things you can do to protect yourself, but I think you're absolutely right. If you don't have a drive, driving need to be an author, then there are a lot of easier and saner professions out there. It could be a hobby. But Keep it as a hobby if you just uh-huh. want to play around. There's nothing wrong with that. I totally agree with you. Warning people like, you know what? Don't show your face. I made that mistake in the beginning and I don't show my face anymore and I look completely different because, you know, years, weight, all those reasons, those fun reasons we look different. I go to a lot of conventions and stuff, so I'm out in the public, so I don't mind showing my face because I'm already out there. But Mm -hmm. a lot of people don't want to show their faces and I think that's completely valid. Uh, There's a lot of things that, like you said, people are crazy. So I always tell people if they're going to truly pursue it, get a P.O. box. Uh, Anytime they're using or communicating with someone who they don't directly know, use the P.O. box. Never, never have food. Never take anything unopened to their P.O. box because I had somebody intentionally send me coconut stuff knowing I was allergic to coconut. Wow. And I guess that's that's another thing, too. Your fellow authors, some some of them are really weird, but by and large, they're a really great community, so support them and they'll support you. But like, if they give off crazy vibes, stay away from them because the crazy can get really crazy from the authors. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of my experience is small press, indie press, and um, self-publishing. So yeah. the, the local writer community that I got involved with super supportive and a lot of them are self-published there's a couple big names who are like really big names who are Mm -hmm. somewhat um involved with the community and they've actually been very supportive of us as well which is really cool yeah but by and large it's a very indie community so my local community is superb and the uh, so i write reverse harem romance most of the authors in the reverse harem world are indie there's a few that go through publishers i have a small press publisher i use for some of my stuff i do self-publish some of my stuff as well but most of them are small press as opposed to the medium or big presses and by and large i have seen a great deal of of supportive community and then you see posts every once in a while where people are like oh my god what is going on with this person they're just totally trashing everyone and, and stuff so you, you see some of that of course but yeah. it's more of the fringes but I have talked with other authors who come from a more traditional background and I I would say I come from a somewhat traditional background but I've never been with like the big presses and from some of the authors I've talked to who are with the big presses and even the medium medium presses they have had very similar experiences. I'm like, wow, yes. that's kind of sad because yeah. we're all in this together and right, readers can read faster than we can write. So why wouldn't I want to send someone to another fellow author who's a talented author and say, read their stuff while I'm working on my next book? I absolutely agree with that person. However, comma, yeah. I will say I do understand some of that, just more on the, the darker side, because there really are only so many hours in a day. And I'm, I'm not yeah. agreeing with it. Right. Another thing I like to tell aspiring authors is, do you want to do indie? Do you want to do big press? Figure out what your your goal is and then 
you're going to have to start learning what you need to do to reach that goal. So that's another, you have to do a lot of research about where you want to publish, not right. just what you want to publish. Right. I just find it's one of those that like I avoid now. Um, mm -hmm. It's kind of like, <laughs> I always compare it to a relationship where we're not exclusive. I know yeah. you're seeing someone else. I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> I don't want to know about it because I've gotten a lot of flack even when I started my discord group, like, you know, I've heard from other authors that you're great and they read your stuff and they recommend you. How can you not recommend other people? I'm like, look, there's no winning this game on mm -hmm. that thing for me. I've had where I've let people come on. I've let people talk about stuff. And then I got crap from somebody else because, oh, but you let them. Why didn't you let me? And it's like, I don't know you. I don't know if your stuff, I don't know that I'd recommend you. So for me, it's a lot of like, I don't have time to read all this stuff. I pretty much only read my own edits now. I don't have time to like vet that mm -hmm. I'm going to put my name to somebody or that I'm comfortable. Like there was oh, yeah. one that I, I let in once and then somebody was like, um, you maybe shouldn't. One of her main characters is being married off at like 13 or 14. I'm like, oh, as I've aged and not willing to deal with crap as much, it's just easier for me to be like, you know what? I, I know that you're seeing in other authors, but just keep it with them. So <laughs> yeah, no, that makes sense. And everyone yeah. has their comfort zones and everyone has their, their specific experiences. And I definitely, when I do go around and, and recommend other people's stuff, it's usually only things I've read. For this, obviously we're going to do some cross promo and stuff and it'll just be like, we had a lovely conversation, go check them out. I'm yeah. not verifying anybody's books. I'm not saying <laughs> I enjoyed anything. It's just easier that way for me. And mm -hmm. I, I know some people are like, I, you're, you're really selfish with your discord and you could help out a lot of new authors. And I'm like, that's not I a given. That's selfish at all. I don't think that's selfish at all. I think it's just you protecting your resources, which is the amount of energy you have to put into everything, promotion, yep. et cetera. You have only so much energy you can put into your business and to your writing. And there are times where I drop off and I, I barely communicate because I'm working so much. And then there are times where I'm, you know, taking a little break. So I communicate more regardless of what I'm communicating. And you have to, you have to guard your resources and your mental resources. If you're not comfortable doing something, you know, it could interrupt your writing, which is your, your career. So I don't think it's exactly. selfish at all. And there's no, no one. You're not owed that yeah, just because exactly. you're in a community I made the mistake we all make when we're new and I responded with somebody's post and said oh well you know go check out my stuff and yeah. I um we've all made that mistake that's <laughs> you have to learn that you're being obnoxious yep. and I don't get mad when other authors do it to me I just sell them like dude I deleted your comment don't do that kind of stuff. It's not a guerrilla warfare. It's you'll get blacklisted. And, da, da, da. and I've had a lot of people be like, oh, you know what? Thanks for letting me know. The ones who are like, well, you don't own Facebook. I completely <laughs> I leave their comment up and I call them a jackass in yeah. front of the whole world. Like yeah. and I let them have it. So like to me, it's about mutual respect. You're going to make those mistakes. We've all oh, made sure. those mistakes. Well, and you've got to know where you're at on the internet or anywhere else, you know, in person or otherwise, what is allowed in this situation. Some groups on Facebook for promotion, they want you to self-promote and they tell yep. you self-promote. Yep. There are other yep. groups to say no self-promotion except yep. under these circumstances and please yep. ask us first or whatever. Like on my group, uh, I let people promo as long as they've asked permission 
because then usually we can go throw up a post in their group or whatever too and it works fine yeah but i think most of the people in the at least in the reverse harem community understand that we're just trying to get posts out and we're yeah. not endor- endorsing this other author that's showing up in our thing it's like hey this author has shown up this is what they do they're also pretty big on trigger warnings and other sort of i don't warnings. like the trigger warnings yeah. i'm not personally like i get why people want it especially in the romance but i don't mind when people are posting in my group and saying here's the trigger warnings because then the people who might come across the content see what it is i got a review and somebody was like i can't believe she's condoning rape and i'm like whoa 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 what book did you just read and that's actually good advice for newbies too is that depending on people's readers experiences they don't necessarily read what you write and you've got to be prepared for that or tell yeah. how to handle it because uh, she was like yeah you know i i really liked aaron da, 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 da. but this rape scene i'm like i don't do that so we, yeah. need to, we need to have a conversation i asked several people that i fans that i trust and they're like it was nothing near that she's she's got you know she's got an yep. issue she's got a history or whatever or something. and that's fine i hope she is well just please don't post on reviews that an author is writing rape when they're not that's a big one I don't like when the trigger warnings are like, this book has A, B, C, and D. It will, there's bullying, there's this. And yeah. it's like, because it takes the fun out of it as a reader for me. I don't mm-hmm. want to know everything that's in the book. I want to be surprised at some point. Well, I, I'm, I'm kind of old school like that too. I I agree. But some people need it. And so I yeah. think it's, they can put it up. They can, you can say trigger warnings. And then if you don't want to read them, don't read them. Yeah. Uh, that's what I've started doing is I now have a blanket kind of disclaimer like, this is part of a series even if it's romance most of my books can have dark themes viewer discretion or reader discretion is advised and i think that's enough it's weird to me when i've had fans for a long time and they're like this this was dark i'm like if you came here for fluffy if you ever found fluffy here (laughs) (laughs) this is something i've said to new authors too it's okay to be sensitive about that i Uh think as authors you know i've had too many people be like you need to numb yourself to that you need to whatever and at first I tried. I really did try. And I have just come to the realization that I'm actually a sensitive person. And I think that works for authors. I think we need to be. Otherwise, our characters are just kind of numb. Yeah. Authors are are sensitive because you're experiencing all these different emotions through these characters. And yeah, it's the characters' emotions. But if it doesn't affect you, then maybe you're not writing very good characters. Yeah. Uh. I've so. said that the only time I really cry is when I write. Yeah. I just, in my real life, I'm, I'm just not a big player. And then I'll all of a sudden, just because I'm so frustrated for the character. Yep. I've had a lot of fans be like, and this is okay for fans to say, or you'll get this as a new author um, or a veteran author. And they'll be like, how much do you like to hurt your characters? And it's like, <laughs> right? We've all heard that one. Like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> like, why uh-huh. are you doing this to them? Why like, well, like this? Yeah, it's my job. I'm supposed to torture them a bit for your entertainment. <laughs> yep. Another thing I like to tell aspiring authors is write for yourself first. Yep. Because if you're not enjoying it, then what's the point? Because this this profession is terribly difficult as it is. And if you're not having fun, then um, go do something that won't torture you like being an author does. Yeah, because so. well, it is torture. Or it is torturing. I love writing. 
it's everything oh, that comes too. after that I have a problem with. Yeah. If I could just stay in fiction forever. Yeah. What you were saying before about like, make sure you want to read what you're writing. You should be your biggest fan as an author. Mm -hmm. Always. Even if you yep. have doubts, even if you don't think you, like you said, kind of imposter syndrome, fake it till you make it. You should always be your biggest fan. And like at the end of a book, be like, damn, that was good. Yep. And if not, get back to work. That's what I feel. It's not egotistical. It's not, oh, I think I'm so fabulous. It's like Aaron approved. I knew that that worked and I'm happy with the outcome. And if that's not what you feel, keep going, keep, keep something. You should be proud of what you write. And if you're yep. not, then you need to do more edits. <laughs> and here's a, here's the weird thing about, at least for me, I can be super proud of something and still not oh, understand sure. why people really want to read it. It's like, oh, wow, for this sure. is amazing. I love this. And then I hit publish and I'm like, oh God, everyone's going to hate it. Yep. Uh, so that's, that's part of being an author. I'm the exact same way. I've done so many different books and then it's like, oh yeah, I got this. It's fine. And then it's like 12 hours before the, the, the release. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Shouldn't have done that. No, no. Yeah. Yeah. So we will all have those doubts. Yep. Um, but now are you being, normal. oh, I think unless you're a, a narcissist, I completely, even maybe if you are, I absolutely think that's normal. I think it's healthy because you're never going to grow if you walk in like I'm fab. Everybody should want to be me. You know, that's yeah. just, that's, that's boring. Let's be honest. Yeah. That's just boring. How do you like keep yourself motivated? What do you like have a reward system or how do you kind of roll? Uh, well, I do like to pay the bills, so that's <laughs> motivating by itself. <laughs> Paying bills is super motivating, uh, especially when you have a small hobby farm with horses and sheep and dogs and oh, so birds, jealous. and they all want to be fed, and uh, yes, so. Yeah, other than paying bills, and I always say, like, thank you, I need to feed Vader and I, you know. Yep. So I think a lot of it is, some of it's just that I have built a habit over the years mm -hmm. from getting to the point where I just desperately wanted to be a published author and knowing that to do it, I needed to write and just slow, slowly, and it did, it was, it was a slog. It took a long time to build the habit. It's kind of like exercise. If it's not naturally something you do all the time anyway, uh, building the habit to exercise is tough. And then you have yeah. to maintain the habit but I get you know I, I really enjoy writing so I think that's part of how I was able to maintain the habit right uh, but even if you enjoy it to, like you even said you've had burnout to some yeah. point I don't like when people say like oh if you have a job you love you never work a day in your life yeah F no that. that's not true that's yeah bullshit. I love my job yeah. I work my butt off mm -hmm. don't tell me that crap <laughs> But there's, there's just a point where, yeah, like I've, cause I used to live in houses. I've had a lot of trouble adapting to apartment and my flow has slowed down. Like I, it's really funny. Like I have trouble writing sex scenes because I can't just let Vader out in the backyard. I yep. see people. And it's like, in my mind, I just was in a different world where she was with the hoo-ha and the hee-hee and the, the piggy. <laughs> and then somebody's like, oh, how was your day? And I'm like, beat red. Uh... <laughs> yeah so and i've had fans and i'm not even mad i've had fans notice like the sex has gone down or it's not yeah. quite and it's like i don't know that i can until i get back in a house and then they can have sex swinging from the rafters because i don't have to have somebody be all up in my face every time i walk you know i vader's got to go to the bathroom yeah and you know there but is, I think there is uh environment really does play a lot i have a hard time writing sex scenes when my partner is home i prefer oh, that's funny. to yeah not have someone else in the house when i'm working on that 
my parents were here over the summer for several weeks and that was awkward. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I've had that too, where I kind of just looked at my mom, like you need to go. Some of it is setting up your environment to give you the success to yep. some degree. I can write anywhere, but to some degree, if I'm really, really working on something, instead of just writing a few paragraphs, being in my own space is really important. And then as far, otherwise, as far as staying motivation, if I'm really dragging, I have a group of friends that are also authors most of them write the reverse harem like me and um, some of them I know from other areas some of them I met through the reverse harem and we we word war so if we're if we're all having a hard time getting writing going or if they're writing and I'm like uh I need some motivation a little bit of competitive word warring or uh sprinting I guess we call it too on uh, our discord server is a lot of fun they get like a little serotonin boost it's like hey I got 500 words in 20 minutes and they got you know however many words and it's super fun. Yeah, that's super fun. That's a good group then that you have. The word wars are, are great. And yeah, it is a really good group. Some of it too is just having someone in your back corner being like a cheering section. Like you can totally do this. And sometimes that helps and sometimes it doesn't. But it is nice to have support. Yeah. Um, yeah, that sort of thing is, is really good. And God, there was something else I was going to say. I completely spaced it. It'll hopefully come back to me shortly. Uh, <laughs> yes. We do something that other people can't. There's a lot of people who are like, oh, I've thought about writing or I've always wanted to write a book. And that's great. I, but I you didn't. giggle a little bit. Oh, yeah. Especially when they, you first meet them and it's kind of like that douchey yeah. thing to say like, oh, yeah, I've wanted to write a book. And it's like, that's great. You didn't. I did. Uh-huh. Hey, I've wanted to just you know, sew up somebody like nobody walks up to a surgeon, not that we're <laughs> the same level as a surgeon, but nobody just right. walks up to an astronaut like, oh, yeah, I wanted to visit the moon. Like, OK, and like, yep. but I think especially for new authors, it's important to know, even if it never gets published, even if it's not as big as whomever, you did something not everybody can do or will do or has the patience to. So I always give myself a reward for every book done. Even when I'm super hurting financially, when I first started, I was skipping meals to feed Vader's older brother, Marius. I skipped meals a lot to make sure he was fed and to have everything that had to happen, um, mm-hmm. like, you know, those bills. But now it could be, you know what? I really wanted this wet, dry vacuum. And it's stupid. It's something just for the house and it's to try and make my life easier. So maybe I clean more, which is great because mm-hmm. I haven't opened it. But in theory, <laughs> I, I could clean easier and more. Um, But just that kind of stuff. Like, I think it's important to celebrate. I think that helps also with burnout is I've seen too many authors be like, okay, this is done. I got this, this is, this is like, wait, time out. Appreciate the fact that you just did something, whether it goes well or not, you did something that other people can't do. And I think that is ridiculously important for people to remember about themselves and that they managed. So I always at least take a day off and get myself a Prezi or order food. I think the rewards are really important. We all have those moments as authors in our neuroticies or whatever. And I think it's important. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get sandwiches after this. I'm going to, I'm going to do this good or bad. I know you're not supposed to use food as whatever, but it's more the I'm not cooking factor or having to worry about whatever. Remember to celebrate. When I do edits, I pretty much always order sushi because going over the first round of edits, I reread the whole book. That's a long 
the first round of edits are, is a longer process, obviously. Mm-hmm. It always takes me a couple days to do it right and walk away and think about things and how do I like this. And So I pretty much always order sushi or some kind of takeout for the weekend. Healthier stuff, but, you know, maybe a little bit pricier. Something that's going to, you know, tickle my fancy and feel like a, a celebration as opposed to, ooh, edits, you know. Mm-hmm. I hate edits. I, I love my editor. She is probably the best editor I've ever worked with. But yeah, edits are not meant to be easy, even if you have the greatest editor in the world for the noobs can know this. It's a whole day's process of watching all your mistakes be seen by somebody else. It's like <laughs> right? seen and, you know, back and out. forth about all. Yeah. yeah. I've tried to explain to people who aren't authors or aren't in the industry and they're like, well, yeah, I mean, everybody makes mistakes. I'm like, yeah, but this is really personal. It's almost like standing in front of a plastic surgeon naked oh, yeah. and having them sit there and pick out everything they could fix about you. That's yeah. what it's like going through edits, especially new. Oh my God, especially new. It's heartbreaking. Yeah. Now I just kind of know that, yeah, that's a mistake I make. Yeah. Oh, okay. There, yeah, that's a good one. I didn't think of that. But yep. it's still all of your flaws pulled to the front. Mm-hmm. And I think more authors need to talk about that. It's not about how bad the editor is. It's not an easy thing to do. No, it's not. And I've had um, experiences where I acknowledge that I am not perfect and need an editor and I appreciate my editors. And fortunately, I've gotten to the point where I found a couple of really good people to work with that we work really well together. But I've had some editors that's really tough to work with. And I just had to like, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, tears were involved and I don't cry a lot either. It's just frustration and, and pain and and you you know, I got it done. But when you can find someone who can work with you, it's so important. Oh, yeah. It makes so. it makes the book better. Um, mm-hmm. The only other thing I ever really want to tell newer authors is if it feels wrong, if something, even working with a publisher or not, because I've been in instances where something felt wrong and mm-hmm. people were like, oh, that's normal. Or, oh, what did you expect? It wouldn't be easy. And yeah. I wish... I could tell my younger self or whatever, trust your gut, trust yourself that this is not the way things should be, or you were right on this. I caused myself a lot of heartache by not listening to myself and like, Uh no, this isn't how things should be. It's a tough job. It's a tough job that a lot of people want to do. And you're special, basically. (laughs) Well, and like, here's the thing, as an author, I feel like you have to both be sensitive and have a thick skin at the same time. Um, yeah, I'm not so good at the thick skin part for most yeah, things. Unless me either. But I, yeah. I can take constructive criticism really well. I actually oh, can. Yeah. But if it comes from somebody trusted. Yeah, you got to be careful. You got to pick your critique partners, whether you're starting small and you're, you know, in a little critique group and whatever, you've got to pick your critique partners really carefully because if they're there to drive you down, then they're just there to make themselves feel better and it's not going to be good for you. So yeah, critique groups are another, another topic I talk to people about a lot is make sure that the environment is constructive and they aren't belittling other people and there isn't one person who's just taking over the critique group and putting everyone else down and just like you said if it doesn't feel right don't go we were talking about editors i had one that used to swear at me all the time you're oh. you're an effing moron you're why can't you get this right da 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 oh, nice. and i'm not surprised that publisher went under i was like no this isn't professional we can't and somebody's like you're not in a nine to five you're this is this is high stakes high money da, 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 da. and i wish i could tell my younger self no he was a sexist jerk who didn't respect women and please value yourself more trust yourself you 
you know, if, if there's a line that you aren't feeling, other people have probably been there too. And it's not going to get better. I had several people be like, oh, well, that's, you know, that's the start stuff. It'll get better. It doesn't. It's just like any other abusive relationship, basically. This may not be a nine to five sort of job, but you still have to be a professional. And if yeah, you're absolutely. working with someone who is not a professional, don't work with them. Because if they're not treating you professionally, they're also not going to run their business professionally. And you're going to get screwed somehow yep. or another. So, yep. yeah. I think it's a matter of what's your soul worth? Because I've said that several times. Like I could have made money going to a different publisher or going back to a publisher or something. And it's like, mm -hmm. my soul is not for sale. This killed my soul or this wasn't, you know, working for me. I've had publishers scream at me over the phone. And I just, the whole time I'm like, <sighs> and it doesn't get better. Once they know they can get away with that crap with you, it's just, yeah, it's, it's not okay. You need to accept that even if it's just like any other profession, even if it's business, there's a human element to it. Yeah, like I rather push back a deadline with my editor. Cause she has a life. She's, you know, she's a teacher. She's, She's mm -hmm. not, she doesn't do this full time. She used to do it more as a side hustle, but then got a promotion and she pretty much just kept me because I'm her favorite. <laughs> um, <laughs> the holidays, I'm always very careful to give more room around the holidays or like, yep. okay, the world will not end and my bank account won't die if we have to delay a week. I, everybody's sanity and mental health is more important than me than getting out a post tomorrow or getting the first edits done. And you have to remember that as the author and the pace that you set as the author is what everybody else vibes with. Right. Because you're the name. Mm -hmm. That's not interesting have, on that one. But yeah, you definitely have to keep in mind that people are human and not everyone gets to do this full time. So uh, yeah, yeah, that definitely has to be I, part of your business plan, as it were, and your interactions with other people. <laughs> want to give a big thanks to Dakota Brown for joining me for such a fun conversation. Also to all of our fans for checking this podcast out. I hope you like what you heard and decide to stick around. Please make sure to subscribe to the Fat Books podcast on YouTube or Spotify or that little purple icon on your Apple device. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook to stay up to date on who we're recording with and episodes are coming out. There's also a Patreon if you'd like to support the podcast and keep it going. Now let's hear a bit about what Dakota's working on and what to look forward to from her next. Uh, okay, so thank you so much for hanging with us for our little podcast here. That was a lot of fun. Right now, I am working on a secret project, but you guys get to hear it because you were cool enough to listen all the way to the end. I've been promising to write a Pizza Shop Monster Hunter series, which is a follow-up to my very popular Pizza Shop Exorcist series, and I'm finally working on it. So nice. I'm working on book one. And uh, I'm actually going to have a cover reveal in uh, a couple of weeks, probably, because I'm, I'm working with my cover artist today on our potential design for the first for that series. So I'm working on that. I also I have a Patreon and I do exclusive content for that. I have a Kindle Vela, couple Kindle Vela stories that I'm working on. Um, it's all paranormal reverse harem. You can find me on Facebook. I have a pretty active readers group. And occasionally I post in my profile too. I forget about that one, but I'm pretty active in my readers group. And I do have a TikTok where you can see lots of puppy videos and occasionally an actual book video. And same with my Instagram. It's got a lot of dog content on it. And then occasionally <laughs> I remember that I'm supposed to publish or put book stuff up. So, you know, the best places to find me. And uh, I do have a website. It's up right now it's out of date we're we're working on constructing some new stuff for it so that it'll be pretty cool but i mean even as it is it's it's all right but directly contacting me facebook is the easiest 
Thanks for staying until the end and hope you enjoyed it.